0: say matt say something this is me talking normally in my car okay. <laughs> uh no that sounds fine
1: you're just on a little bit of a delay so if you're gonna if you're gonna say something really really interject it
2: really like, cut interrupt. someone
1: off right before they stop speaking
0: right like you are you just stopped speaking right now and then i was really quick fast to talk Yes, yeah, that was it. That's it. That was perfect. Oh
3: boy. <laughs> this is correct? gonna be a fun episode. <laughs> Movies, TV, Blu-rays. Blu-ray. If somehow you're
1: consuming it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, Casey, Pete, and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco.
2: And Thursday too two. Proudly brought to you by GWW Radio.
3: Welcome to Scene and Nerd. Uh, we are back. It's been a... Been a it feels like... It's been a week, but it feels like a year. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. When we're not here for a week, I feel like it's been like forever. Mainly because there's so much that's happened. We, you know, we got the crossover, we got trailers, we got all kinds of stuff going on. But we are back, and hopefully we can cover it all for you in this episode. Let's just kick things off. I'm your host, Pacing Pete. Uh, alongside always is Mr. Casey Franco. Oh my God!
1: Hey guys! I missed you all yeah I'm much it's'm it's, much it's good older to have you and wiser <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is really a big return for me
3: did the did the tenderloin make you uh older and wiser?
1: Mm, no, actually exactly the opposite of both of those things
3: <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh boy um all right good to hear we're we're happy to have you back, Casey. It's good to have you back hey. um all right, and miss Sarah Belmont.
2: Hi, you guys. It feels like it's been two weeks, actually. I want to go as far as a year, but it feels like it's been a long time.
3: Yeah, it definitely sure. feels a while. Um, and, last but not least, coming to us from Earth 11, uh, Mr. I'm Salzy.
0: I cut my own name off. Did I do the timing correctly? <laughs> Perfect. You nailed it.
3: <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is going to be great. Matt's from Earth 11, and sounds like he's in a tin can, so... We're gonna go ahead and move forward. Uh, let's just get into um, Matt. Do you have any redactions for us?
0: I was a little late because I was laughing, so I hope that wasn't five <laughs> seconds of delay.
3: No, you nailed
1: know um, it. <laughs> uh,
0: no redactions this week. I was just hoping we can talk a little bit about uh, Heroes and Villains Fan Fest, Pete. Yeah, definitely.
3: Um, just a few weeks back, uh, they had the first Arrow Hero uh, Heroes and Villains Fan Fest put on by I. I don't know who was in charge of it. I know that Stephen Amell had a big hand in putting it together. Um, he was there along with Willa Holland. Um, oh, man. Uh, Neil McDonough, Paul Blackthorne, uh, John Barrowman, Katie Cassidy, Katie Lotz. uh There was a, almost the entire cast uh, of Dave, David Ramsey. Uh, almost the entire cast of Arrow was there. Um, I, think, I think that was the entire cast of Arrow. I'm trying to think of anyone they... They missed or didn't miss. Baker. They didn't have
0: <gasps> um, my girl
2: Emily, Felicity,
3: though. Oh, duh, Jeez. My, my bad. Slap Dang.
2: you in the face. No. <laughs> Sarah's
3: gonna kill me now. Um, no, but you <laughs> know might. she. Yeah, she was the only one that wasn't there. But she was there. They had a, a couple members of of the Flash. Um, Danielle Pennebaker and Robbie and Mel were there, uh, and, and it was a really cool experience. It was very wide open. Uh, it, it it was actually really cheap too to get in. I think it was like thirty bucks. Um, they had deals on Groupon, so you could take advantage of those, but just the open atmosphere that you could walk in and just talk to the actors, I mean, it was very, very much a welcoming experience, and they treated it, they treated it so nicely, and they, they really made the, made it for the fans, I mean, I've been to Comic-Con, I've been to WonderCon, you know, the really, the real big cons, and, you know, it's, it's always a struggle, you have fun, but... It can get really annoying when you're standing in line for five or six hours to see a panel, and then you get turned away. The really cool thing they had about uh, the really cool thing about uh, heroes and villains is they had the panel inside the the entire auditor the entire you know uh, the con- convention center they were holding it at. So you could stand from like a pretty good distance and watch the panel going on as you know as it was going, and and you know there were chairs set up you know just like a normal panel, but you didn't have to actually. Uh, be inside the be in a chair to to appreciate you know what was going on. You could actually stand from afar and and uh, and listen to what the actors were saying. So it was that was really cool. Had a lot of fun. I met Neil McDonough, uh, Paul Blackthorne. I took a picture with Stephen Amell. So did Matt. I'll have him talk to him about that in just a second. Um, Katie Lots. She was really cool. But I, I'd say out of everyone, um, Paul Blackthorne was probably like he was so cool. I think we had like a 20-minute conversation, and, and there's like a line of people like ready to talk to him, but he was really cool, like we somehow started talking about Hawaii, and then we started talking about Arrow, but he was like a really awesome guy, really cool. Um, I have to put, I'll have to post some pictures up uh, that we took over at uh, her- <clears throat> Heroes and Villains. Um, we, we actually helped out Amy, uh, our friend, good friend Amy Marie at The Flash Podcast, helped her out, did some interviews. I know Matt did uh, helped her do an interview with uh, Neil McDonough and Paul Blackthorne. Um, but it was just a great experience, a lot of fun, uh, probably one of the best con experiences I've ever had. Um, I hope they come back to San Jose because San Jose, that would be a lot of fun. Matt, uh, why don't you share uh, your experience with it?
0: Um, I think the uh, the whole atmosphere, you really nailed it, Pete. It was very open. If um, You didn't really understand, or I mean, Pete pretty nailed it, but uh, the, the big kind of stage atmosphere was the best part because um, I was like, Filming, or no, I was walking around like the Artist Guild looking at, um, you know, different vendors and artists signing prints and things like that. And uh, I just see out of the corner of my eye uh, on the stage, uh, John Berriman just storms the stage and, like, with the whole, uh, like, uh, Katie Lotz, um and uh, Katie Cassidy and Paul Blackburn are on stage, he just runs up there, kisses everyone, jumps off the stage. <laughs> Moons them and then runs into a giant like ball pit, like jumpy house ball pit. And I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, that is uh, the new racial Cole.
3: <laughs> you know, it was hilarious, too, because after I got my picture done with Stephen Amell, I was walking um, back because I wanted to see if I could, you know, get some more autographs. And uh, and th- Robbie Amell and John Barhamun's, uh where their boots were, it was very like close to each other. And so everyone's gathered around, there's all this commotion going on I kind of go over to see what's going on The next thing I know, Katie Cassidy runs right past me And they're having like a little Nerf War, right there Like a Nerf War is going down And then and then, like like Matt said, like John Behrman's uh, mooning Robbie Amell And they're all just like, it's, it, it was pretty hilarious And just something you're not used to seeing And something I don't think people would be used to seeing at Something like this, but they made it so much fun
0: yeah, and everyone was super duper nice. Um, when I uh, I had a photo op with um, uh, Stephen Amell and Will Holland, actually. And um, if you guys didn't know, I'm in, I'm also in a pro wrestling WWE. So he uh, Stephen Amell actually did a little bit for SummerSlam um, with WWE, where he fought um, Stardust. But I thought it'd be kind of fun if I brought my um, WWE title belt or my World Championship uh, title belt. I brought it to the to the photo op. And, uh, I was like, hey, um, I was hoping we can, like, have an epic stare off. And he just, like, laser beam Superman eyes, like, the, uh, the title (laughs) belt. And he starts, uh, so funny. And then, um, yeah, and then Willow was like, all right, I'll just stand in the middle. And then, uh, yeah, just, they had a good laugh. So it was, it was nice seeing, like, catching them off guard. But, um, super nice folks. Um, and uh the whole experience too, they had a big old zip line. And uh Pete mentioned um I had a chance to uh work with uh, Amy in filming some of their um uh some of the uh interviews with like Paul Blackthorne, Neil McDonough. Um we also talked to Oh shoot, who else did we talk to? I forgot. Um Well uh I don't know, Pete, if you can put up the description to some of their uh interviews because it was super fun and um yeah. Uh, shout outs to angels in the outfield because the whole crew and they were i was filming them people behind me were like angels in the outfield and then neil mcdonough starts flapping his arms like in the movie and i just i couldn't stop laughing it was so good um but yeah overall fun experience so i think the next one is in new jersey so all you east coast listeners now's your chance to have fun as well um shout outs to them uh very fun folks and uh yeah i had a good time
3: yeah, just to uh, add a little on a little more onto the East Coast uh, heroes villains fan fest going on. They're getting Grant Gustin. So y'all are lucky on the East Coast cuz we did not get Grant Gustin. Um that would have been freaking awesome. Uh so yeah, make sure you get your tickets to that cuz I'm sure it will sell out and it's going to be crazy madness, but you will have such a great time. So All right, so moving on, let's get into uh this week's movies uh coming out Let's see, first up we've got Krampus, that's sitting at 66% on the Tomato Uh, and then Macbeth, that's at 84%. Uh, Blu-ray's out, uh, Goodnight Mommy, Mississippi Grind, and Amy. That's what's out on Blu-ray, that's one in the theater, so go check them out. Alright, so let's get back to something we all have not heard in a long time, Casey's Entertainment Whatever
1: hey everybody it's time for the segment that i totally did not forget about until five (laughs) seconds ago you love it and i love it totally not killing time waiting for my internet to load it's the entertainment whatever here we go Uh, it's like old
3: times case it's like old times
1: so george lucas uh Came out and said that he feels "quote divorced from the Force Awakens" uh, and has avoided the internet since 2000, uh, and he's still defending the idea that uh, Greedo shot first. So, if you know Lucas's address, uh, send him a little uh, encouraging uh, encouraging mail. Up, oh, and uh, I just clicked on a video about Donald Sutherland. Didn't mean to do that. I uh, gotta go back now.
3: Up. <laughs> oh, whoops. Uh, well, Lucas isn't that far from us, so we could just send you up there, Casey. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I can – yeah. I'll come on over.
1: Oh, here, here's some news that I I really I, – I saw kind of like take over the internet for like a day. Uh, uh, Samurai Jack is coming back to Cartoon Network in 2016. Now, I saw this, this picture posted on Facebook uh, that Cartoon Network was promoting, and one of the top comments on it was <laughs> – is, what does this mean is it new episodes is it old episodes like they're not really being uh, they're not really being uh, 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 thorough about it but uh, in whatever form samurai Jack is coming back to Cartoon network it's very fun
3: <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> uh... everybody calm down with their enthusiasm please just calm mm-hmm. down. Yeah, please.
1: It's it's too loud. It's very loud. Um, yeah, I think that might be it. Uh, <laughs> Adele came out with a, <laughs> with a new album, 25, recently. Hello is pretty good. And it's kind of apropos because we're having kind of shoddy internet today. So, hello, can you guys hear me? Hello from the other side. It's all very funny. She broke 3 point, uh, 3.38 million with uh, that album, which wow. is... Uh, which is a pretty penny. It's
3: actually a couple of pretty pennies.
1: Anyway, uh, and with that, that's going to do it for <laughs>
3: for an extra stellar entertainment. Whatever. Oh, your best work yet, Casey. Well done. Well done. Um, all right. So we're going to go ahead and get into TV talk this week. And before we get into the Flash Arrow crossover, because that was such – those are such huge episodes. Uh, good stuff there. Uh, I want to talk real quickly about The Walking Dead. Um I, uh, well, you know what, Sarah, I'll let you start off talking first, and, um, yeah, I will follow from there, because I have quite a rant to, I have quite a few things to say what? about Walking Dead.
2: How about you start, because I wrote the piece for GWW.com about it, so I want to hear your perspective, <laughs> okay?
3: Um... Okay. Yes. And by the way, go to GWW.com if you want to hear uh, if you want to get a full recap of uh, the Walking Dead winter finale. Sarah will provide that with you um, for you. Um, all right. So uh, basically, I I was mad at the at the at the mid season finale. I was so mad. Huge letdown. Um, I don't know what the point of keeping Glenn alive is. If I, uh, I just uh, I'm so mad. Um, and don't come at me with, well, in the comic books, this is what happens. No, I know what happens in the comic books. If if you've been paying attention, they don't, they're not staying truly faithful to the comic books. Um, with that said, uh, I felt there was a lot of buildup, and and there was zero payoff. Um, oh, I felt like I was, ex- I explained myself much more when I was talking to you the other day, Sarah.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, you. I think your point was mainly that. You you just brought back Glenn the episode before, and then to have the Walkers take over Alexandria in the season mid-season finale, you expect to see some deaths, Mm -hmm. and they try they tease a lot of um, possible deaths to occur but you almost don't even care because you're like well they brought back glenn so i doubt they're gonna kill the little girl or i doubt maggie's going anywhere so you 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 just felt like and and as you put it so poetically in the chat you're like it's beginning to become the show that cried wolf
3: (laughs) it it is you know i mean they teased us with glenn glenn for so long and and I already have a beef beef with that. You know, I, I already have an issue with, with the fact that Glenn's alive. It, it has nothing to do with I hate the character because I don't hate the character. I just right. hate the way they're handling – how they handled his, his quote-unquote death and then uh, coming back to life, whatever. Um, Yeah, I mean, w- look, Deanna was a cool character, and, and I, I think if, if she would have stayed around a lot longer – we could have had more build-up and, mm-hmm. and really cared a lot more about her death but it was really just like okay like the former leader of, of alexandria is dead so okay right it wasn't like oh my god holy crap somebody just died it, it,
2: it's this... not on the lori scale by oh, any not, means
3: no no, no no not at all um you know and 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 i really do call it the show that cried wolf because you can't tease death over and over again and, and to me, it's almost like they're trying to have this this kind of hope. They're trying to put hope into the show. When your show, it, it the story arc, there there is no hope. The walkers are, the, are there. It doesn't matter even if, if you were to die, you still come back as a walker. Um, so basically, it becomes a show about survival. So there's no hope. So by planting a seed of hope with Glenn staying alive, you're giving the audience a false sense of of of, of hope for the show um and that's like my biggest thing with it and 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 uh, when glenn i thought died i was ready to throw the show on like game of thrones levels i was like all right, right. Like, this is this is awesome you guys are really taking this in a different direction you're varying off the the, the comic uh, just like you have been but no you 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 brought him back you messed with our heads and and i had to hear from all kinds of people. Oh, I was right about Glenn alive. Oh, uh, shut <laughs> up, God. I'm just, I'm so done. Um, Walking Dead. You better, you better throw me for a loop when you come back. And, 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 oh, now, now I wonder how Negan is gonna affect the show because I had a theory. I'm not gonna get into the theory, but um, <laughs> your
2: theory could still be right. It could be,
3: but I. Ah, okay, yeah, it's, it could. Yeah.
2: Be, but, yeah. But, um.
3: Yeah, so um so so that's my rant about the walking dead. It was a very lackluster finale, a lot of build up, no payoff. Um we got the it, piece... it was Go ahead.
2: But to like uh, this first half of the season, it's felt uneven because there's been highs and then lows, and I remember the first two episodes. Episodes were so strong and everybody was just waiting for um, all hell to break loose again and we had the morgan episode which mm-hmm. was which was a good episode I, I don't fault it for that it just slowed the show down way too much and it did not need to be an hour and a half long whatever <laughs> so and then you had this Other story about getting people back to Alexandria, then which I still don't understand. The the episode that pisses me off the most about this first half of the season is the Daryl episode Mm. because all I could hear the entire time is Negan is coming, Negan is coming, (laughs) but not until the very end of the season, which is months away. So it just it just felt like I know what you're alluding to, but I don't care because I should be focused on all of this other stuff. And you had that weird Sasha-Abraham romance thing going yeah. on, which yeah. where did that come from? But the character who I really like and who kept me entertained most this first half was the doctor from Alexandria, who they introduced. And I really like her character, I like her arc, and I don't know what's going to happen with her and the wolf, who ends up taking her at the end of that episode.
3: No, I agree, like, I did find her character interesting, um, and it sucks that Mm -hmm. she's put in a position now where she's probably going to die, and it Mm -hmm. sucks because that's a character I felt like she could probably become attached to the cast, and... And she's one of those characters that could really build her story up, and I right. don't, I don't think we're going to get to exhaust that relationship. I think she's going to die soon, just right. the, the circumstances going on.
2: Well, you know, they introduced the Alexandrians just to kill the Alexandrians and not to kill Rick's group. <laughs> <laughs> and That's what probably pisses us off the most. It's like, how can I invest people that I know are just introduced to get killed?
3: Collateral damage. So
2: yeah <laughs> that's all yeah.
3: it is collateral damage um all right so we're rick <laughs> i know i know oh gosh all right <laughs> so returns on uh valentine's day so uh spend your valentine's day with uh the walking dead because it'll be back then um hopefully
2: it'll be a bloody one right
3: hopefully what? i just give me some deaths please um all right so let's let's go ahead and move on to uh, the big topic topic of the night, and that is the Arrow and Flash crossover. Um, I, I just want to start off by saying I thought it was really, really good, both episodes. Um, I thought they, they did themselves compared to last season, uh, mainly because I think they had a lot more going on, uh, and it wasn't, I don't know, I mean, they were dealing with Suicide Squad characters, I guess, with Captain Boomerang last year, but... Uh, Now it it gets crazy because this was was definitely a huge setup for Legends of Tomorrow and Battling Vandal Savage. Um, I I had a question for all you guys, actually, but I'm going to save it um, as we get through this. Um, Casey, let me start off with you. What did you think of the Flash uh, episode? And let's talk about um, how uh, – why am I forgetting her name? Barry's girlfriend. Patty. Patty. Patty, thank you. Um, PC, yes, thank you. What did you think when she shot uh, Earth to Harrison Wells? Okay, so
1: I only saw up until that point in the episode because then I had to <laughs> do this podcast. Uh, but i have got I asked you. <laughs> it is crazy. Like I, 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 I don't know why I didn't expect. I, I. I didn't expect her to do the actual police officer thing of, hey, put your weapon down, you take one step closer and I shoot. And then she actually shoots him. I thought it was going to be one of those moments where he kind of charismatically, like, talks the gun down out of her hand or something. Uh, not the case. Took me very much by surprise. And then I looked at the clock almost immediately after it happened and noticed that it was 7 and it was time to record Scene nerd. <laughs> So, so, I'm super excited to hear how the episode actually ends. Well, that being said, I watched the I, I watched the Arrow first, so I already know how the whole story resolved itself.
3: Um, well, no, I'm curious though. What did you, do you It seems like they're they're keeping Patty at bay at a lot of for a lot of things. So they're telling her very little. Right. And and when when he when she shot Harrison, my first reaction was not like oh my god, she shot Harrison, was, this is what happens when you don't tell Patty anything. That was my immediate reaction. Right. Um,
2: <laughs> I'm I like... told you, put her on the team!
3: <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, like, seriously, like, of course Patty's gonna shoot Harrison, because she thinks that's the Harrison that killed Barry's mom, and, and all, and, you know, she knows that that's the bad guy. It's just, it was all bad. So, uh, that was, yeah, that was it my... Really ex- just... <laughs>
1: I don't understand why they're not letting her into the team, now that you mention it, because Cisco's girlfriend, like, he just happens to mention that the Flash's first name is Barry, and then she immediately becomes part of the team. But Patty's been around for a really long time. (laughs) So why isn't Patty on the team yet?
2: Patty has been around for almost the same amount of time as... Um, hot girl has on the show and from my perspective um but they're they're keeping her a part of the show without giving this information because they're still trying to retain the classic trope of barry having like being the flash and barry allen and exploring that duality of his identity by having this outside relationship with patty who he works with but who's not let in to this other part of his life? They're trying to keep that separate to maintain that because you don't have that on Arrow right now. So I think that's really why they've had, they've brought her in and set up this relationship, even though we know he's going to end up with virus, but whatever.
3: <laughs> that's true. Um, what did you think, uh, Sarah? What did you think of, of Jay kind of having to sacrifice himself? In a way to help uh, save Harrison,
2: he had to sacrifice.
3: Well, he, he sacrificed not himself, but what he—I guess his his integrity. His, his integrity. Um, <laughs> he he didn't he did not want to touch that serum or whatever that was. That uh,
2: velocity six.
3: Velocity six. Yes, thank you. Uh, that Harrison okay. and and uh, and oh my gosh, I am <laughs> out
2: of <it>. I am <laughs> so <laughs> out of
3: it right now.
2: It's okay. Matt and Casey's internet really smart.
3: Matt and Casey's internet is shoddy, and my brain is just falling flat here.
2: But Um, I'm here, guys.
3: That's (laughs) true. You're holding it together. Um, Her name is
0: Caitlin. Wait, was that late? (laughs) Oh my goodness. What Um,
2: was last name? Matt, Mister Know It All. Jeez. Caitlin Jenner. Okay, that's enough from Earth whatever. Well
3: done, Matt. All right. so what did you think, Sarah?
2: (laughs) I I don't don't care for Jay Garrick. He's not interesting to me, and so anytime he comes on, I'm just like, oh great. (laughs) Boring.
0: It felt like that was like... Sorry, like, um, because he was so cool when he was first, like, shown and then he became, like, a crybaby and then he's like, well, mm-hmm. I guess I'll, I guess I'll get some speed back even though I was super sad that I don't have speed to save your damn life. Right, Die. exactly. And, like, what a fucking dick, you know? <laughs> yeah, chill right. out bro. <laughs>
2: He was he was introduced and he was really depressed and he had those moments with Caitlin explaining to her what it feels like to all of a sudden be powerless to do anything to help anyone. And now they've introduced Velocity Six, which he's taken and he's had that feeling of being powerful again. So it would be interesting to see if in the future episodes he suddenly becomes an addict. You know, junkie on Velocity Six have that yeah, there was dilemma. A
0: nice shot at the end, that's like clearly labeled that there's half of a beaker left. You know, so of mm-hmm. this green serum. So I'm like, no, he's gonna come back. He's gonna like chug it and he's gonna Hulk out and he's gonna be like too fat, and then he becomes the Speed Force itself
2: Well
3: for that some or, dumb reason. That or Barry sees it and learns what it is and takes it because he thinks it'll help him fight Zoom.
2: Yeah, I can see that happening too. That could
3: def- yeah, that could definitely happen. Cuz he um,
2: wants to get faster. He's he's really desperate for that.
3: Oh yeah. Um uh maybe this is me being like uh picky yep, but it did is. anyone <laughs> did anyone else find it funny when uh so in the fr- in that episode they they, you know, Barry goes to seek out Oliver's help. <laughs> and they're like, "So how are we going to get to uh Central City?" And she's like, oh, I got a jet. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a second. In last year's crossover, they just drove a car and Oliver rode his bike. Am I being picky here? I'm like, really? <laughs> you guys did it in a van and a motorcycle. It's-
0: it all also right, didn't help minute. that they cut to them driving into the, like, the land thing. It didn't cut to them, like, in a jet or something, you know?
2: We're all of so like, talking about Arrow. You guys know that, right? <laughs> That's a good Oh, point. yeah. Just saying. <laughs> Hashtag...
0: We're jumping just... around. We're crossing over.
2: <laughs> okay. Just no, but... <laughs> trying to keep up with the crisscross. Whatever.
3: <laughs> I don't know. That was just my little, that we'll was my little. Jump, jump. <laughs> that was my little, uh. But that bugged me a little bit uh, in, the, in that first episode. But um, I've, always
1: wondered, I've always wondered why Barry doesn't just go one by one and just take them all there.
0: <laughs> it seems like an like we'll efficient up. plan.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: just, did
3: throw yeah, up. right. <laughs> um, what did you guys think of, of Barry just thinking, oh, hey, I can just, like, anytime shit gets really crazy, I can just go to Oliver and have Team Arrow help me. Like, did anyone find it kind of just like he wasn't like you know what let me give oliver a call and make sure he's not too busy right now yeah instead uh, of just like let me just open the door and walk into your house and drink your milk exactly <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure why i used that analogy like he he a too, that master. <laughs> i'm sorry
1: that's,
3: that took me by surprise <laughs>
1: a really unique metaphor, is <laughs> A
2: really detailed uh, one, too. <laughs> what <laughs> what yeah, do you think Casey. about him kicking his your door
1: drinking all their milk? <laughs> Fuck you, Steve. You can't drink my milk. <laughs> 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 oh, man. What were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I feel like you could have, like, texted him first or something. Uh, I like... <laughs> it... it it's kind of funny, like, oh, Oliver can't be doing anything too important right now. Hard cut. Nope. Not doing
3: anything. <laughs> important. Yeah, just fighting Damien Dark. No big deal. Oh, Is by the, the way, one... what's that? Is that one of the first showdowns of Oliver and Damien Dark? No, they've, they've had, like, a couple run-ins. They had a couple... showdown
2: in the first episode.
3: Whatever. Well, I don't remember. Uh <laughs> It's
1: just, it seemed like that was their first encounter because he did the Indiana Jones heart grab thing.
2: Okay, let's just start with that, guys. Don't I get props? A few, the last time we spoke, I mentioned that Arrow is starting to feel a lot like Indiana Jones. And what did they <laughs> mention constantly throughout the crossover? So? <laughs> they did well, nothing? Okay, whatever.
1: whatever. Yep, you nailed it, <laughs>
2: Just dead silence, whatever. I was right.
1: <laughs> um who, guest appearances by short round next week.
3: Gonero. <laughs> um who's uh who's who's feeling bad for Sisko right now? Because in that first episode it definitely looked like um before we get into the second one obviously, uh it was definitely looking all bad. Like, you know, like all of a sudden uh he finds out that she really is like somebody that might be pretty important. It's introduced that we get introduced to Hawkman, um, you know, uh, Carter Hall, uh, her lover for 4,000 years. Uh, what, I mean, is Cisco ever going to catch a break, seriously? Anybody? You <laughs> like
0: Cisco? Okay, if you don't remember, I, I don't know if I said it, uh, like, on the show last week, but Pete was like, so Matt, how do you feel about Cisco? like, inevitable doom? And I'm like, I can't fucking wait. It's going to be the best and the worst at the same time. <laughs> I feel so bad for that guy. He got wrecked. The
3: guy like, can't catch a break. It sucks.
0: Wrecked. And he's like so self-aware about it. I think that's what it is. Like uh, skipping forward, he was all like, uh, "Here we go," you know, at the final scene when they're talking. And um, I was like, "Man, poor Cisco." But like, in in the end, he was an integral part of her, you know, development and things like that. So, yeah, is I somebody bad typing? What is that noise? <laughs> that's that definitely noise. not me. Yeah, well, that's what? not me. Oh, the
1: shit. Dogies. That may have been me, actually. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so so I record through my headphones.
1: Like, normally I spin my headphones around, I hope. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> I didn't turn but my good... There we go. Now everything should be better now. What? Oh, man. <laughs> um, What did you guys... Uh, Sarah, what did you think of Vandal Savage? Uh, Casper <laughs> Crump, I thought, uh, was pretty crazy scary as... uh. As Vandal Savage.
2: Um. Yeah. <laughs> you can um,
3: disagree with me if you like. Oh,
2: I know. I know. Um, it's not like I didn't like his performance. I just, it's kind of watching this. They introduce him, and you're just like, okay, but he's not the big bad for our main heroes. He's going over to this other show. Which is cool and just and as long as they weren't in Egypt, he was fine. It, it, the Egypt flashbacks I didn't <laughs> look pretty,
1: like at all. And I love cheesy. You know what I'm saying?
0: Did it feel
2: really cheesy.
1: Uh, yes, it did. And yeah. can I also just mention that people who uh lived in ancient Egypt and Egypt now uh are not fair skinned. They are definitely black.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: Point for Casey.
0: Like, yep. Super duperest worst part about it. Oh, like, how is Hawkman not like white or how is he not black right now? Like, right.
3: What's going on? So they only got hot girl right, basically, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you, you know? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna ask you guys now. Um, does it hurt? the Legends of Tomorrow that, <laughs> Wait, when we fell you... from heaven?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, right? Does it hurt? I don't oh, know. Oh, it was
0: an angel.
3: <laughs> you guys are killing me. Does it hurt the Legends of Tomorrow show uh, now that we know how to defeat Vandal Savage? Uh, he can, it's, you know, it just took Barry and, and, and Oliver and a few Team Arrow to take him out. It didn't take an entire team uh, do you, does this hurt the show, knowing that as an audience, as you know, the audience going into the show knows what all they have to do is get this crystal and the staff and just blow them to bits, uh, Sarah?
2: Well, what do you mean it didn't take an entire team? Because theoretically, it took both Team Flash and Team Arrow to take down Vandal oh, Savage. Got him! Let's go, Sarah. <laughs> well, it's just you can disagree with me, Pete. No. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> no, no,
3: don't get me wrong. Like I, 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 I'm excited about Legends of Tomorrow. I just worry that seeing a villain killed already on one show, does it hurt seeing him killed, or even a, another team finding him on another show?
2: Well, the real question is, like, how is he going to be the big bad for, for a season on that show if we already killed him in this lifetime? But that show, deals. Legends of Tomorrow, will deal a lot more with time travel. So possibly well, they have to go to the past to kill him in the past, or maybe? Or something else. And Malcolm took the ashes at the end of the crossover. So maybe he's doing something to screw with time even more that causes Legends of Tomorrow. Um, but I, I do see your point in that. You basically introduced the kryptonite in this crossover. So why would we invest to trying to figure out how to take down Vandal Savage when we already know how because we saw it?
3: Yeah, like, it's just I don't know. It, it To me, it kind of took away um, some of that mystique because it, <laughs> when when they the way they explained Vandal Savage, whether it was in the Legends of Tomorrow uh, trailers or even just the way they explain him on Arrow and Flash, right. I I expected this guy to be around. I mean, if anything, make him take off and and have to figure out another plan, thereby leading into the Legends of Tomorrow. I didn't think they'd full on kill him, um, and I think maybe that's my maybe that's just my biggest problem. I'm like, well, I I didn't think for a series that's dedicated to going after one guy, they spent two episodes to kill him. And I guess that's my issue. I'm like, I'm one. I I I I hope that it doesn't hurt Legends of Tomorrow. I guess is my main concern.
2: Well, apparently oh. the thing that's hurting Legends of Tomorrow is the budget. But whatever.
0: <laughs> that's true. Oh, we got him. <laughs> uh, but I was thinking though, like, so demystify this for me if you can. Uh, so when he's depicted in the trailers for Legends of Tomorrow, um, does he have his staff and everything?
3: Not that I remember.
0: So, like, I was taking it as, oh, they defeated him and his ties to Hawkman and Hawkgirl. So, when Malcolm, like, resurrects him, he's, like, not bound by those rules anymore. He's bound by, like, you know, he's an evil Time Lord, I guess, now, for some reason. But he's still, like, super-duper evil.
2: And, uh... Hey,
0: so, hey, you know, hey Matt.
2: So, What's Do that? you think that Malcolm is going to resurrect Vandal or he's going to use those ashes and the crystals to potentially try to become an immortal himself?
0: Oh, snap. I didn't think about that. John Berriman as a Rocky vampire. That would be really cool. <laughs>
2: Super hot. Super I'm,
0: hot. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because I, I took it as they're setting up they're using Malcolm to set up him, uh, as um set up Daniel Savage for Legend of Tomorrow. I didn't think it would play into his character. Oh, man. Damn it, Sarah. I thought I was hella smart. And then now I'm like, fuck, I'm not smart.
2: No, you're very, very bright. You're a very, very bright star. What? No, I'm
0: not. <laughs> because I'm sitting in my damn car. I'm trying to fight the internet.
3: No, be quiet. You're an Earth-11 man. Uh I Casey, do, yes. uh... <laughs> Casey, do you, do you what did you think of of killing Vandal Savage and him having come, and him and connecting with uh, Legends of Tomorrow? Um, I don't know much about Legends
1: of Tomorrow, uh, so I don't really see. I, I really don't see the concern that you have. I guess So like knowing knowing that, well, using your metaphor, that Superman's weakness is kryptonite doesn't ever really like stop the surprise when someone uses it against him because it's always used in some unique way we know that his this guy's weakness is is his staff so now it's a matter of how is the staff going to be repurposed or maybe the staff was destroyed so what's the new way of doing the same thing if he is resurrected okay that's fair plus you'll you'll have a new team like uh maybe the power of just coming together isn't isn't uh, enough next time. Maybe Cisco isn't around to give the pep talk that prevents the entire city from being killed.
2: That Oliver <laughs> made him do. Right. Yeah, let's yeah. let's get into that. Let's get into that yeah. a little
3: bit. Let's get um, into that
2: time um, travel. We, we had
3: the time jump. We had Barry doing the time jump thing, which I let me just say right off the bat. I, I it was cool that it was there again, but I would have preferred that they would have not said it out loud. I I would have preferred um, a shock, much like we the first time jump where it just happened and everybody was kind of like, what the what the hell just happened? Um, I I when when Barry was talking to Cisco about it, I was just like, oh, this for me it ruined the surprise. Like I think it would have been more uh, uh, more of an emotional effect um, if if we if it would have just like I mean if. Barry had not talked to Cisco and tell him that I might time jump again. Do you think it would have been a bigger impact seeing Vandal kill everyone the first time? Sarah? Oh,
2: I was like, who are you asking? <laughs> um, so, I, I don't I don't feel like it was that conversation that gave it away so much as we saw Barry ghost and in that moment it's like, oh mm-hmm. I do not care about what happens between here and when they change time because mm-hmm. it's all going to get erased. That being said, and I sort of, so from from then on, I was sort of like, really, guys? I don't want this for the crossover. But the way they used the time travel and how, yes, it's very going back in time to change the past and to right the wrong and save the day. But it's all of the repercussions are with having to do with Oliver. And that's why this is the Arrow episode, and that allowed it... To retain the arrow quality because it's Oliver's decisions that help lead to the defeat in the original timeline, and then it's Oliver's decisions that allow them to 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 take down Vandal Savage at the end. Because, like we mentioned earlier, he's the one who is able to point out to Cisco that he needs to talk to I keep Kendra. Um, to make her believe in herself and without that talk then things could have go- gone wrong and if Oliver's head hadn't been in the game as it was at the end then um, they could have been killed all over again so from that perspective I really like what they did um, and I thought it was interesting and we're gonna for the next half of the season on Arrow we're gonna try to s- figure out and see what were what's the sacrifice that Oliver is going to have to make um due to him changing the past
3: you know um within the introduction of Oliver's son and and the girl from season one now I think that we have another candidate
2: season two for, season two. Oh, season two thank you mm-hmm.
3: I think we have another candidate for who could be buried in that grave uh so uh
2: candidates
3: Candidates, thank you
0: um, I, didn't see, I didn't even think about that yeah, and,
2: and, we, we talked about it though On the first episode When we are talking about the premieres Like there, We mentioned the sun being a possibility And even the sun's mom
3: We did, we did
0: um, I, mean, I almost forgot <laughs> about that I guess. Damn.
3: Casey, what did you think of the introduction of the sun And, and how it had an effect uh, let's, let's say before uh, Barry time jumped the effect it had on Oliver and Felicity, do you think it will still have that same effect post-Barry post, uh, post Barry jumping?
1: So I was actually very confused about that part because Barry goes back in time and gives Oliver a little pep talk. He's like, hey man, get your head in the game. And Oliver's like, "Oh okay, I'll, I'll make sure to do that. And then he is able to save the day, whereas before he was not. I don't know what Barry actually changed because Oliver still knows that he has a son – he still didn't tell Felicity about it, but his head was just in the game this time.
2: Felicity didn't find out. That's what he changed. The, well, because, I, and I get
1: Do you? I get no. that, but is the moral is the moral of the episode <laughs> that it's okay to lie to someone if you just don't tell them about it? Like he, he Oliver knows what happened. He knows that it made Felicity upset and that they had an argument over it. So he just doesn't mention anything, cool. and everything is better.
2: Mm, but he's, still, but he's gonna... still
1: he's still not telling Felicity. That's my point.
2: Okay, and you're talking to an Felicity Shipper. I totally hear you. <laughs> <laughs> um, my I point... just made a
1: really good point, or my mic dropped out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little bit of both there.
1: My mic bit... dropped. Out.
3: You got a literal uh, mic drop for Casey uh, over okay. there. Okay, well, my if you can still hear me,
1: we got you, Casey. Uh, got if you. you can still hear me, yeah. My point is that he still did tell. All
3: right, go. Cool.
0: All right, there you go. <laughs> so, Hopefully that. Uh, hopefully You're good. You're that answers good. your question.
3: Did you wanna? Uh, did you want to rebut what Casey said, Sarah?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I love talking Ole City. I'm obsessed with it. Um, so. I, I I see. I don't. Okay, this episode and both of these episodes were a crosso- crossover. But really, the the A storyline was in relation to Hawk Girl and Hawk Man, and put, building their characters. And so I don't think that the moral of the story c- comes from a plot B storyline, which is what the stuff that was going on between Oliver and Felicity was and this is just like groundwork for the rest of the season with some stuff that is going to come um, especially if you've seen the promo for the midseason finale and even beyond that so I I see your point um, but can we talk about the lie and the ramifications because do you guys feel like it was a complete regression of Oliver's character to not tell Felicity again? Um, um,
1: no, like, I, I don't think so. Cause, sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh, okay. I was just going to say, like, they made this whole big point, like, for the first half of the season. Like, I'm turning over a leaf. I'm turning over a green leaf. Um, I'm super cool. You know what? I believe in love and that I can do both, have a relationship and this and that, if I'm being honest. Oh wait, let me not be honest. Okay, I'm back to. She even said it in the episode, like he's back to keeping his own keeping secrets ways, and I'm like, oh, that sucks.
2: Pete, what about you? Um, you
0: know what? Uh I, I was on Oliver's
3: side on that one,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, and only because I put myself in his shoes. Uh, you, you, you know, he's he's made a new life for himself. He's he's doing well. But then he's hit with this news all of a sudden, and 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 I, I kind of thought Felicity was being a little selfish when she was kind of at him, like right up in his yeah. face about it. And I'm like, and, and I mean, he did say, like, "Can I have like a minute to process this thing that just rocked my entire life?" I mean, that it totally fair. Yes, take a minute, take a day to just examine what the hell just happened? What you just learned. You had a son, a nine year old son. And she's like, you never told me he didn't know. He just found out. And so that kind of bugged me that I was like, come on, Felicity, give him a break. Like he okay. just found out he had a kid. Let him like, let him process this. And then and, and yes, he did lie to her and say that he was doing all this other stuff when he was trying to find out a, a, like whether or not the kid was even his. I mean, what if, I mean, just I'm throwing this out there, but what if he found out this wasn't even his mm-hmm. kid? None of it would even have even mattered. So he's trying to figure this out. He's 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 making sure the kid's his. He's trying to figure out the best way to go about this. Oh, by the way, there's this immortal guy trying to kill everybody. It's it's just all this kind of stuff going on. So I did think that it was a little selfish of Felicity to just be like, Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you do this? So I, I was kind of on Oliver's side on that one.
2: So now that so at the end of the episode when he still doesn't withholds the truth are you still on oliver's side um
3: i think he needs to tell her i i i I think i (sighs) but i mean it's it's i don't know it's such a tough situation because the mom is the one who's holding all the cards she's saying okay well if you want to see your son that's fine but you've got to play by my rules and that's total real life situation um Mm -hmm. i've i've known people who have to you know uh you know deal with baby mom or baby daddy and these are their rules that's just unfortunately how it goes with some situations uh and so oliver's put in he's put in this position where like man i have a son oh but i can't tell felicity and i really want to tell her like what do i do so that to me that's hard and i and i think that if and that's where i do kind of go a little bit back to what felicity said um pre-berry jumping and that's when she said well if you told me you would be relieved more than anything. Right. I agree with that, but I think he has to. I don't know. It 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 can't just it can't just happen like that. Like to me, it's right. one of those things where it's easy. It's way easier said than actually done.
2: Casey, what about you? Uh,
3: what was the question?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that Oliver lying to Felicity in this episode was a complete oh, regression that... of character? Uh,
1: um, no, because I don't see much character... Personally, I don't see much character development in Oliver's character to begin with. So him not telling Felicity the truth really didn't shock me at all.
2: Right. So for me, I I sort of have been going back and forth on the topic. Um, pretty much along the same lines as Pete with... Oliver was completely in the right in the original timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, the mo- And great acting by Stephen Amell in that moment when yeah. he breaks down. And he's like, I need to process this by myself. And it's been a day and we have Vandal Savage to take care of. So there's a lot going on. I couldn't just pull you aside and drop this on you. Um, and so that's why that moment sort of felt flossed. Um, false for me from her perspective because I'm like Felicity, yeah. you you you've you've in the past been a lot calmer about this, but then when they went back, she doesn't find out um, because he actively does prevents that from happening, and at the end, still withholds the truth from her. From my point of view, this what they're trying to um, get at. By, with, this, um, with this problem between them is to emphasize the point that this season Oliver and Felicity are, have, are in a brand new partnership than they have in the past because they've been co-workers they've been partner crime-fighting partners but that's all in relation to the Arrow persona and not so much the Oliver Queen persona. And season season three, arguably, there was no Oliver Queen, mm-hmm. and that's when they got together. And now that they are together, this is a lie involving Oliver Queen. And I think that's the interesting and the, the, the dynamic part of this um, that I don't I don't know if maybe if it could have been written a little bit stronger and a little bit clearer that maybe that point would have been more expressed. But
3: yeah, that's a that's a good point. Um, that scene which was done very well, um, played out in a way where, like like we're having this discussion now, um, people are gonna pick sides and that's okay. Um, but it's just it's such something like that is such a deep uh, conversation that they were having that it's it's you can't just correct it in one episode. Um, right it's definitely going to carry on and and, and like i said I, I you know sarah you said that we mentioned this way back in the beginning of the season um this could potentially be who is uh a candidate i guess uh, mm-hmm. uh for the, who's who who uh who's grave that oliver's at um man i just like it's starting to for me actually it's starting to lean more in that direction uh the, that, which
2: one the son or the, the sun, mom the son oh um, I'm a, i'm the opposite
3: you think it's – okay, here's, here's why I don't think it would be her. Um, mm-hmm. I don't – I there's, – there's a disconnect with them. Uh, while they did have a child together, um, Oliver is just finding out he has a son. He wants to have that father-son relationship. So he's building that. Um, I don't see the same relationship being built with the mom – to me she's 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 already laid the ground and I say that because she she laid the ground rules of you can't tell felicity you can't tell this person you can't so so already right to me to me right then and there there's a disconnect because they're not coming to a compromise it's her way or the highway, so to me losing his son would be way worse and and it would make sense that he's the only one there um because no one else knows and and maybe he would he except barry which is why barry would be the only one showing up at the grave
2: oh that's a good point
3: so i uh, that's that's my new that's probably <clears throat> that's probably where i'm at with the theory, with that with that theory
2: where's the mom then if it's the son that died why wouldn't mm. the mom be at the funeral
0: they, they probably didn't want to make it too on the nose. He's like off like, out of frame somewhere, you know. That's,
3: that's a good it. point. Um, maybe this, maybe they already had the funeral and he's just there. You know, I mean, it, it just...
2: That's what I thought it was at first when they first showed the flashback.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Was... or flash forward you mean?
2: Flash forward, thank you. <laughs> Technicalities.
0: Boom, got him.
3: Let's haven't, go. she, haven't she seen Lost? Yeah. See, then you should know.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. How many times have I corrected you on this podcast? Jeez. Oh
0: my God, let's
2: go. <clears throat> oh, the ending scene between Felicity and Oliver, and her um talking about wanting to be the very best teammate. That oh, that just I. That's why I love them. They are teammates, and even though he is withholding this information, that. Is really, he needs to tell her, especially if they're going to get engaged. But, oh, yeah. uh, so, so, in, and then once, like, they're dating right now. So, for her to think that it's really important that she knows, like, immediately, well, you're not officially starting a life, you have a life together. So, but if they're going to get engaged and then she finds out, She's going to win that argument, that's for sure, because it's like, <laughs> you're the one who asked me to build a life together, <laughs> and you're telling me now about this major aspect yeah. And what I hope this leads to in later episodes is some more discussion about their perspectives on having a family of their own, especially if they are going to get engaged. Because in the first episode this season, they're having lunch with the neighbors, and the neighbors mention kids, and Felicity gets really tense and awkward about it, and Oliver laughs it out, laugh, laughs it off, but... <laughs> you sort of get the sense that maybe they're not on the same page. And that is a genuine deal breaker in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So that would be interesting if this leads to them writing scenes more directed about that, but who knows? And something also, um, they, they announced recently in the news that Papa smoke is coming to the show in later episodes in the back half of the season. And that's very important because Felicity grew up without a father. So she'd have that same perspective that Barry mentions having um, in that growing up without one, you know how important it is for Oliver's son to know him and for Oliver to be in his son's life.
3: Very well said, Sarah.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much.
3: <laughs> and I knew that. And I knew that. Old that that scene at the end melted your little illicity heart.
2: It did. We already <laughs> went over that. I already covered it. Pete, keep up.
3: Hey, hey, I have my own. Um, you know, I I want to say that I thought the moments with Cisco and Felicity are probably the funniest moments like they've mm-hmm. ever had. Uh, it was just, oh man, it was hilarious. Matt, did you, did you enjoy the scenes with, uh, Cisco trying to, well, Felicity was like, hey, this is my house. I got this.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, when they fought over the keyboard, that was pretty yeah. funny. Um, my favorite scene or one of my favorite like scenes is, uh, when they're all at the house and then, um, and then they're all like talking about like, it was, a uh, Caitlin, uh, Cisco and Felicity all talk about making the gauntlets. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oliver calls him the Geek Squad. He's like, I heard that. I <laughs> heard oh, that, honey. That was did, so good. Did uh,
3: Casey, did you happen to catch the line when uh, Thea said, Oh, a bunch of superheroes cooped up at a farmhouse? I feel like I've seen that in the movie. Did you
1: catch that? <laughs> I did. I, I caught it. I didn't get the reference, though.
3: Yeah, uh, uh, Age of Ultron. You oh, know, all the superheroes Really? At a
0: did you, no, to like me,
3: to me, I was like,
0: were they, throw, over my head. were, they throwing, really
3: at, about, like, were they throwing shade at, were they throwing shade at Age of on there? Like, oh, was yeah, that like a, was, am, am I, May, am I looking into this too much? No, 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 no I mean, right that would, right makes sense. That was the thing that popped into my head, but I kind of, I
1: disregarded it because I didn't think that DC even thought about Marvel, let alone made references to their movies.
3: It's just it, that was like a funny little moment that I was like, OK, OK, that's that's uh, that was a little out of left field in the middle of all of this going on right now.
2: You um, should see the posts on Tumblr, sure. like doing the side by side comparison between Age of Ultron and that scene. Oh, <laughs>
3: <laughs> I can only imagine what that looks like. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, all right. So, uh, Sarah, what was your favorite moment from this episode?
2: Which one? There's two of them.
3: Oh, let's just say both.
2: Are we going to – before we do that, are we going to talk about, like, Hawkman and Hawkgirl? Oh, yeah, that's
3: what I was – sorry. I totally lost track. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. What did you guys think of the introduction of Hawkman? And are you guys, like, digging digging him? Because this is someone we're going to have to see on Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, Matt, what did you think?
0: We're just going to have to see him. I mean, <laughs> no, uh, he, was, he was cool. I mean, came out of left field or – left frame, or wherever he swooped down from, (laughs) um, but, uh, man, I just, I can't unsee the, uh, Egyptian flashback, so I can't take neither, (laughs) I can't take either of them seriously. It was so (laughs) cheesy, and I love cheesy, but it was bad cheesy. Anyway, um, no, I I thought it was pretty cool, um, I was, uh, I was waiting for, um, I guess I'm just used to the Smallville Hawkman, like, a lot of gruff, and everything like that, but, um, I thought he played it pretty well, um, he was Knowledgeable. Like it's it's unclear when he emerged, but it sounded like a lot sooner than um, what's her real name? Kendra. Again? No, no her real real name.
2: Her like real sh- real sh- name?
0: Sh- her. Sasha sh- Sasha. <laughs> sh- sha- sha-? It sounded like her real name, like real life actually. <laughs> oh no, but like he he calls her a different name though, right?
2: Yeah. So does priestess something? P-
0: Priest- priestess Ciara, <laughs> right?
2: Ciara.
1: Is it Yara? Isn't she a singer? So- Solitaire.
3: <laughs> no, but I know <laughs> it's like I, I, I'm trying not to get it wrong because her name in real Tune life. Student comment. Is, is,
0: is, I hear is... the listeners screaming at us, right? Now. <laughs> but anyway, the, the priest. Yeah, I mean, like it, it, he seemed like a, a wealth of knowledge out of nowhere. It was a little convenient, but um, I'm excited for their their little team up because. Um, uh, she definitely took the flying very, very quickly. And um, I thought it was interesting how she was the one that had the original vision and had to, you know, she was the one that solved the mystery. But mm-hmm. I think moving forward, um, I'm I'm more interested to see a show about them rather than like just them rather than how they meet up with the Legends of Tomorrow folks. So I'm looking forward to the Legends of Tomorrow episode where it's like introducing them um, because I think they have a pretty cool di- dynamic. Um, you know, like lovers trapped in in time. Like um,
2: soulmates?
0: Yeah. They've <laughs> only said it like eight times, I think, in one episode. But Four
2: thousand yeah. years.
0: <laughs> in in front of Cisco as he's crying.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh, poor Cisco. Uh Sarah, did you like Hawkman and Hawk Girl the the uh the combo? What'd you think?
2: so At first, when they first introduced Hawkman, um, I don't know if it was his dialogue or something, but it came off really cheesy. Um, but then as the, as the, both episodes progressed, um, I actually came to really like him. I don't know why, but for one reason or another, I'm not really that sold on hot girl. Um... I may she just felt very like I don't know what's going on and oh my god and this is unbelievable. The moment she switches into the hawk girl mode, though she she's very fierce, and but it's the Kendra side that got a little annoying for me. I really liked the conversations Cisco has with her um, in the alternate timeline. Um, when they do their redo. And he talks about, well, stop focusing on the warrior and focus on the, peace, the priestess part of it and how you're you're a healer and you want to help people and you're connected to the earth and everything. And I thought that was really beautiful. and um, So that and helped best, a little sorry bit.
0: Sorry to cut you off. His best line, though, is when he said, um, there's something about you that's always going to stay the same. I was like, oh, Bro, that's the line
2: right there. <laughs> oh, did you cry?
0: A, a, a single tear rolled down.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Casey, did
3: you like? Uh, did you like uh, Hawk, Hawkman, Hot Girl? Did you uh, like that? That
1: pair?
0: Of- uh,
3: no.
1: I love Hawkgirl. Girl. Hawk Girl's cool. I really like that character. Hawkman, I'm not crazy about. Maybe that's just because they set him up as like uh, the antagonist to to Cisco. In- in, in this episode, but it'll probably be a different dynamic in, in Legends of Tomorrow. But if I ever watch that show in the back of my head, I'm always just going to see him <laughs> as the D bag who kind of took Hot Girl away from Cisco. I realize it was kind of like bound to happen eventually, but I feel like it could have been nicer about it.
3: <laughs> yeah, like even up <laughs> until the end, like there was. Like just... you had. <laughs> Go
1: ahead, Casey. Bro, step off. You had 4,000 years to make your move, <laughs> it's yeah, over. That...
3: Let Sisko down a shot. Uh, well even Cisco, like when they're talking and he's telling him, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so he's killed us two hundred times and Sisko's like, So you're 0 for two hundred and six and he feels you still think you're gonna save her? Uh, nice line there, Cisco. That was yeah, so true. So true. That
2: was really funny. There was uh, a lot of funny moments in the both episodes.
3: A lot of funny moments, a lot of funny lines. Uh, yeah. I think probably one of my favorites is when they're all drinking; they're all sitting around drinking, and and Thea and Cisco are talking, and and he says something about his hair. Somebody did somebody catch the line?
2: My conditioner game is on point.
3: Yes. Oh my god, that was hilarious. She's that was done. an ad lib. That was an ad lib. Oh man, <laughs> Cisco, that oh, that was just—he's the best. He's awesome.
2: I uh, Barry's <laughs> reaction. Both reactions to Malcolm Merlin, though, had me cracking up. Oh, my God. That was the best part.
0: <laughs> Malcolm Merlin shows up. He's like, sup, bitches. I got my crew.
2: Is <laughs> that the only way he
0: enters a room? Oh, my God. Yep. That might be the best line in both shows of all time. That's so good. And I swear to God they had to do, like, ten takes because they kept laughing about it.
3: I want to see the outtakes for that. When season two's done, done, they better release the outtakes because – there's got to be a ton of them on that crossover. Um, even I think Malcolm called uh, Flash Fleet Feet uh, when he told him to meet at the meeting. Yeah. It's like just the banter between Malcolm and Barry was hilarious and just very, uh, very much like um, surprising because I I didn't expect that uh, or unexpected I should say because I wasn't that just. It never came across. It was just surprising that he kind of came in the episode anyway. I mean, it made sense after the fact, but um, it was just the fact that their 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 chemistry worked really well. <clears throat> right. Um, yeah, so, uh, Casey, did you have any f- favorite moment, moments from the show similar to that?
1: Um, none that we haven't already kind of covered. Uh, I thought when uh, Hawk Hawkman and Hawk... Girl, we're talking in the field, and she takes him out that last time, and then Felicity kind of step just happens to step in at that exact moment. <laughs> that made that made me chuckle pretty hard. I'm like, of course she would be there. Of course. I'm sorry Felicity.
2: for interrupting the uh, weirdness. The weirdness. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: that's too funny. Um. All right. Did so you okay? Oh,
2: did you guys think that this crossover was better than the previous crossover?
3: Better, Ye- yes. I th- I thought it was better. Why? I, I I um. Well, I when I think when we started talking, I had said you know even though they were dealing, I think in the first one, the uh, boomerang, Captain Boomerang, um, and, and it was more of of Barry and and Oliver coming together as a team, and and finding that common ground that and knowing that they can work together to fight whatever enemies they have. Um, this one was just a lot of fun, and and I. I and I knew i I think we all know it was a, it was just like kind of a, a springboard for legends of tomorrow, but it also like it also helped them fight somebody that they really hadn't dealt with before. I mean maybe the closest for Oliver was Damian Dark um and even we haven't gotten that full on uh uh fight going yet, but um even Barry in the episode he says, you know we've never dealt with anything like this before, like this magic this this isn't a metahuman, and so it was cool to see um, a villain on the on the uh, level of a Vandal Savage, come and wreck everyone's life, and 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 it wasn't just like, you know, if it wasn't for Barry time jumping, uh, it that would have just been devastating, and it's like would have been the end of everything. So, um, so I think that's why the stakes were high, uh, the storylines were uh, were good. Um, I felt like they they kind of. <clears throat> played off to the side like you know obviously in flat in the flash uh in the flash crossover it was uh harrison trying to develop a serum for barry to defeat zoom um with caitlin's help in this in the arrow episode it was uh oliver learning he has a son and how he has to deal with that so they took uh they took a they added a little bit more of a plot in Arrow in oliver's uh oliver's story versus continuing on barry's and then adding the high stakes of of, of Vandal Savage killing, wanting to kill everybody to get the Hawkman and Hot Hawk Girl, I just thought it all came together really well. Um, and then you know, like a lot of the acting was was really well done. Like like we talked about earlier earlier, Sarah like mm-hmm. with Stephen Amell, just really really good scenes like that. So to me, overall, it was you know, granted I did enjoy the first crossover, but you know, to see them get better as the season progresses, only makes me think that they will continue to get better, but. Uh, I I love
0: this one. I love the crossover.
2: Matt, uh, what did you think about it?
0: Um, I thought it was fun. How um, there's a lot of humor this time around. I feel like the first one was had like some humor, but it was mostly like Barry, you have to get better. You know, you may be fast, but don't get cocky, kid. And then. Like, now it's like, oh, let's just have some funny, like, lines and then some action, oh, and then a lot of drama out of nowhere, and then we'll on a funny note. Um, I think the most important part to take away, I'm not really too sure, but were there any, like, driving, like, um, character developments from the first crossover, or was it just that they know each other now?
3: I think it's just that they know each other now.
0: This one kind of shows like, um, not really pushed characters developing develop in a certain way, but it they were better at peeling away layers. At least maybe I'm like a, I'm more like, I could see it now, but I don't know if you guys picked up, but, um, uh, Barry was really scared in this one. And mm-hmm. that kind of harkens back to him, like, um, being afraid of zoom. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how to beat him yet. So he's like, Oh, uh, Oh, uh, this guy is not a meta human. We got to get some help. We got to protect her this and that. And cause he feels like still helpless that he can't fight somebody that's, that he perceives way stronger than him. He still has to build up his confidence back up, and uh, when he, you know, when he time skipped, or um, uh, I guess or whatever, he saw his ghost. Uh, <laughs> I, am I borrowing terms from another? I think, I think maybe that's all no. monkey.
2: No, no, I just you said time skips, and I yeah. just picture Barry skipping, like...
0: <laughs> skipping, <instead> of running.
3: Daddy <laughs> daddy da. Oh, there's a ghost. Hey, what's up, man?
0: Yeah,
3: so like when he sees the ghost,
0: he goes. Back and he started freaking out, like with Cisco. And I'm like, this Barry is like super shaken right now. Like, uh, he shows like signs of confidence here and there. And like, you know, especially with Malcolm Merlin and throwing one liners at him. But he's like really shaken up when he doesn't know what to do. And he, like, you know, when after he he time jumped, he was like, what the fuck? I'm back here. Okay. What do we do? And then i and then he's all like, I think, was it Oliver that said, we don't have second chances like this, Barry. We got to take yep. advantage of it. Yep. Yeah. So I was like, what the hell, Barry? Like, he was talking about Oliver getting your head in the game. Like, Barry, you got to get your head in the game. Boom, got him. Um, and then, um, Oliver's, from Oliver's perspective, man, like, talk about character development. Like, he's got a son and he hell freaked out about it. He lied to his new girlfriend when he wanted to, like, be more trustworthy and turning over a new leaf. Um, he, like he said, like, I agree that he kind of retreated back into his old ways, but I think that's, part of growing as a person is stepping backwards sometimes. But um, I, I thought um, it was incredibly personal. It wasn't just like, mm-hmm. oh, let's have a fun crossover event where we fight the same guy and beat the baddie. Mm-hmm. Um, there right. was a lot of layers to this episode that was really fun to, to watch.
2: Right. Casey, what about you?
1: I enjoyed it. I thought that it had a lot more substance than the last one did, probably just because they have a show that they're trying to set up for and new characters that they brought in to really like expound on. And they had a lot more characters this time to work with. And they didn't have to spend time on, on the relationship between Oliver and Barry because it had already been established in the previous Mm -hmm. crossover. So I feel like they were able to do a lot more story wise and, and, and humor wise in this one. It was, it was very
3: fun to watch yeah right. it, it was it was a lot of fun to watch. Sarah, what did you uh did you give your did you say what you thought yet? No. Or?
2: No. Um but to go off some of Matt's points about Barry's reaction to Vandal Savage, um thinking looking back on it, I they're scientists on the Flash And so to encounter Vandal Savage and they're not entirely sure if he's a metahuman or not, but very quote unquote has a very convenient vibe that he's mystical. So he calls in Oliver Queen um, because he apparently knows that Oliver knows a lot about that kind of stuff. So, so it's kind of interesting to have the, the hero with the superpower, feel very defenseless and then to turn to the hero who's a vigilante who's gone through a crucible who's a superhero now in his own right but doesn't have that power associated with him mm-hmm. um, but to, to turn to him just because of his knowledge which is what oliver provides in these situations he's the leader and he knows how to think and how to fight, how to fight his way out of these situations when he feels like he's backed in a corner. So I thought that was very interesting how they did that on the Flash, and then on the Arrow portion, you had the introduction of time travel. So, which is something very scientific that um, for the team Arrow to try to comprehend and to work around, um, and to have that and and right it's very it was very personal and because you had the buildup of Barry facing off with Zoom and then suffering from a little bit of PTSD from that encounter and feeling like he's not good enough and he needs to be faster so you had that progression of him trying to regain his confidence while going up against Vandal with a friend of his while on Arrow, you had this progression of Oliver not only doing things differently as Green Arrow and truly owning that persona, but trying to do things differently as Oliver Queen, encountering something that he didn't realize was still out there and something that he's for lost um, over the years to throw a spin in this new relationship that he has going on right now with Felicity. Um, and you can just see the potential of storylines to that. They'll tell in future episodes from that, from this one episode that's meant to set up legends Legends of tomorrow.
3: Yeah. It's, it's, uh, the stories as we go ahead are really going to be interesting because, you know, like you said, it's, it's, they built up a lot here and, and I'm, i'm really interested i'm probably more interested now to see what happens on arrow than i am flash um i love the flash but the introduction of of oliver's son and and the fact that damien dark would go that route to get to oliver is is, intrigues me and and i'm i'm interested to see how how the rest of that plays out so Mm -hmm. um all right so i think that is going to do it for our flash arrow talk uh Full disclosure, I had to watch the episode again back to back today because it was just so, <laughs> I loved him so much. Like, it was yeah. so good. Um, I rewatched
2: all the Illicity moments. Yep. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Why am I not surprised? President of the Illicity Fan Club. Um, no,
2: I am not. That spot is totally reserved to Everett. Jeez.
3: <laughs> oh, but you're right. My bad. Good point. Good point. Um, All right. So that is going to do it for our TV talk this week. Let's get into our... Classic picks for this week. Uh, let's start with Casey because he has a, hey. a All right. Well, uh,
1: this classic movie pick is classic in the sense that it has been picked before. Uh, I think we've picked uh, every single movie and TV show. So <laughs> it's time to start repeating some of our old picks. I know you and Matt are really going to like this one. Uh, I'm going to pick The X-Files. Which oh, I just nice. I just recently started right. watching, and I immediately fell in love with it. Episode one, I am completely hooked. Scully wait, and Mulder are- Wait, wait, wait,
3: wait. You've never seen this before? I
1: have never watched the X-Files. Well, that's kind of a lie. So I used to watch the X-Files in snippets when my dad would turn it on when it was still on TV late at night. It would scare the shit out of me, and then I would immediately go
3: to bed. See, uh, this is why I need to have interviews before I hire people. I can't believe you've <laughs> never seen the X Files before. But I'm happy that you have discovered it. Go ahead. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I
1: I'm glad I discovered it too. It's it's it is I had always hoped I before I'd seen the X Files, I wanted a show like the X Files to exist. I was like, man, I'm 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 in the back of my head I was like, it would be cool to see a TV show about like about like conspiracy theory versus like the eternal rationalist like oh that can't be true and then I, and then i watched the x-files i was like oh i invented something that already exists i love that oh i love that uh reminds me of the time that i invented the washing machine i was <laughs> i was <laughs> i was going through some of my dirty clothes i was like man they should really make a machine that just washes clothes for you oh wait a minute I'm stupid. <laughs> uh anyway,
3: Thanks,
1: Yeah, anyway, <laughs> X-Files. Uh, go watch it and get hyped uh, for it to come back.
3: Is it on Netflix?
1: Not yet. It's oh, soon. Okay. Soon, 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 soon.
3: I know it was at one point on Netflix, but uh, if you oh, have... What? You mean
1: old old episodes? Yes, yeah, it's yeah, on yeah. Netflix. I'm, okay. I was, new episodes are coming out
3: soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked about that. I, I love the X-Files so much, so I, I'm excited about that. Um, Sarah, go ahead.
2: Um, this isn't a really old movie, but <laughs> I was I was chatting with somebody about it today, um, Gone Girl with Ben Affleck and Roseman Pike, directed by David Fincher. You're right. Yep. I yeah, I was like, Oh, I'm reaching. Um, I was obsessed with the movie for a month. Like I read the book a week or two before it came out in a day and then I watched the movie and I went back the next day and I watched it again and then my parents and my family up north they watched it and then we called and had like a two hour debate about it because I was obsessed with it like this is not an understatement it got to the point where anytime I was on the phone with a family member that's all I would talk about it and then I felt like they were gonna soon like lose my number accidentally so I stopped but if anybody ever wants to talk about Gone Girl, tweet at me. I I have theories. Okay, it got to the point when I was relating it to A Midsummer's Night's Dream, Shakespeare. Oh, wow. Yeah, it wow. got to that That's point. Impressive. That's how far. <laughs> hey, it works if you think about it in the right way.
3: <laughs> Man, so, I, I, guess Gone Girl. I, I guess I should go watch Gone Girl now.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'll See, yeah.
0: um, Rosamund Pike, right? She was, uh, she was up for, like, did she win the Academy Award, or was she
2: nominated? No, but she was nominated.
0: I can't unsee her as the scientist with a really bad American accent from Doom. Doom, Doom. remember that? (laughs) Oh. She had the worst American accent. I was like, and then flash forward, like, what, 10 years later, 12 years later, she's like, up for an Academy Award. I'm like, man, good for her. You know, I was applauding her. I was like...
2: (laughs) see i had a hard time separating her from her role in um pride and prejudice the joe Wright version with karen knightley because i've seen that movie so many times thank you dad but so it was really hard
0: yeah
2: (laughs) why are you guys so quiet no just listening Just,
3: (laughs) just totally listening um all right matt go ahead with your pick
0: uh i'm kind of cheating um i'm actually not picking a tv or a movie and they're <laughs> actually not classic at all um i'm picking a youtube channel actually i'm gonna go ahead and plug nice. someone on youtube Whoa. um nice. it's a channel called every frame of painting um oh. it's a really yeah yeah you know you heard yeah, about I, it yeah i've You're... heard of
2: it i heard of it I, I hear ya
0: it's so good it's this channel um he really only has like 20 episodes i think and they're some of them are as short as like five minutes, but it's um really good like um movie and um like breakdown of like scenes and um just like um like movie analyzation and like um he does a good job. He had a couple um episodes about just focusing on directors and mm-hmm. he has this really good video about um Edgar Wright and visual comedy, which like totally blew my mind. Edgar Wright movies, if you guys didn't know, I'm like a huge fan of, and I didn't really know why until I watched this video, and I was like, oh, that's why I enjoy everything, because I'm a fan of, I guess, visual comedy. That's why I don't really watch a lot of movies like, um, those Seth Rogen movies that come out. I mean, like, I Love You, Man was cool, and stuff like that, but it, like, it never really, like, struck a chord with me as much as, like, Edgar Wright movies, like Shaun of the Dead, uh, Hot Fuzz, um Scott Pilgrim versus the World. So, um, yeah, this uh, channel kind of opened my eyes to, um the art of directing and editing which is uh if it um the uh person who uh, makes the show he's uh he says he's an editor so um there's a lot of episodes about you know smart editing and camera angles and um like original shot design and stuff like that which is really cool so check it out it's called um every frame of oh yeah every frame of painting it's on youtube
2: Nice, the David nice. Fincher episode is really good, too. Oh, man,
0: I was I, was just, I didn't know why I like his movies, too, until, like, he broke it mm-hmm. down. Like, this is why you love this director. I'm like, oh, yep. yeah,
3: that makes sense. Nice, nice. Um, all right, be sure to check out that YouTube channel. Uh, all right, so mine is actually, I'm going to be cheating a little bit here, too, going along with Casey's theme of recycling, because <laughs> um, I know I did this a long time ago. I just don't know when. But it does stick with the time travel thing, kind of. Uh, I'm recommending the show Sliders which more deals with uh different dimensions uh it's about a a well i think he's a scientist but he creates this little device that um creates portals and uh him and a group of friends go through it and in the beginning it's almost by accident and and unfortunately they get away from home and the whole series revolves around them trying to get back home um now i will throw a disclaimer on this the first three seasons are probably the best after that, it kind of goes downhill. And I never saw the rest of it because it got that bad. So I don't know whether they made it home or not, but I will tell you that the first two or three seasons are definitely worth investing your time in. Just the fourth season, you might want to take a break. So um, <laughs> so that, that's that's pretty much how I'm going to leave that. So have you guys ever seen Sliders? Anybody? I
2: feel like I've heard of it.
1: I can only assume it's either about baseball
3: or hamburgers. <laughs>
2: Naturally.
3: I I like where your heads at, Casey. I like
0: where your heads at. Naturally? Like like the natural, is that what you're
2: going for? (laughs) No. No, but if it works. (laughs) Never mind. Yeah, yeah, I get it now if it works, but no. But yeah. Subconsciously I was.
3: So go check out Sliders. (laughs) 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 I like it. It's a good show. I definitely (laughs) think you'll (laughs) like it too,
0: so um. All right. Signing so... off. My hands are freezing on Earth 11, <laughs> which is not my car outdoors.
2: I told you a thousand times. Move to Earth 12, and you won't have that problem.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's just like District 12. May the odds be ever in your favor. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and uh, close shop for the night. Uh, why don't we uh, sign off like we normally do? Uh, Casey, kick things off.
1: You got it, Pete. Uh, The peeps can find me uh, on Twitter at ViaBlast, on Instagram at FaceyKranco, and on Snapchat at LShadesOfFranco. And I'm working on CaseyFranco.com right now, but it's mainly going to be a dick pic expose, so don't (laughs) log on quite yet. I still have a couple of, uh, of HTML banners to work out. But once those are good,
3: then I'll let you know. That's Casey, it. Had, That's Casey it. has some interesting snaps, so uh, check them out. It's pretty <laughs> interesting. <laughs> it's they, they are also. Why was <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: well, so I going to go
3: descriptive? But okay, um, okay. Uh, Sarah, <laughs> go ahead.
2: Um, you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at sj Belmont, as well as there's a new podcast for the GWW going talking about Jessica Jones, the Netflix crew. Um, second episode should be dropping this Sunday, and we're recording the third, so it's going to be weekly breakdowns of each episodes one through thirteen with my buddies Everett Harn and Jonathan Reyes. So shout outs to them.
3: Nice, very, very good stuff. Um, Matt, go ahead.
0: Uh, you can find me on Twitter, and Instagram, at Facebook on uh, at I'm Salzy. I am S A L Z Y. Real quick before you talk. Hey to- uh, oh, sorry, before the AO, oh, fuck. Um, I just wanted to plug, if you guys are watching this, or listening to this when it goes up, I'm gonna be at PlayStation Experience in San Francisco tomorrow, I'll be there in the afternoon, um, I'll be cutting out from work late, sorry boss, uh, but I'm gonna do it, cause fuck you, and then, um, I'm gonna be meeting, I'm gonna be meeting up with some of the g dub crew, so, um, uh, keep it locked on Instagram, if you're out in SF, or San Francisco, for all you non SF folks You're gonna be in the city Uh Yeah Moscone Center Uh So um Give us a shout Tweet yes. at me So I can meet up And um Yeah it'll be a lot of fun And I'm seeing for Capcom Cup Tomorrow Or sorry Sunday So um Yeah let me know If you're gonna be in the area We'll meet up Have a lot of fun Buy a drink maybe Probably not because i broke Uh yeah There you go the
3: Yeah show. um Actually I think Uh we're all gonna be out there Minus Sarah Um Aw, Minus Sarah
2: You <laughs> just fly down Sarah <laughs> was <laughs> just like we're all going to be there minus Sarah. <laughs> like, okay. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for minus me. You're invited. Right. You're
0: invited though.
2: Yeah, yeah wait, like, was it wasn't it wasn't add right? Sarah. It was minus Sarah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no one is going <laughs> No one is going to be absent add Sarah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, yo. Oh, man. I so... miss everyone. God, this is <laughs> yeah. a fun one. I mean, I like Andy and everyone. Thank you guys for being on, but <laughs> pretty much it's only totally this... solid.
2: This is my first episode with just you three. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: it. we've always had really? somebody on. Yeah.
2: Really? There's always yeah. been a guest, at least, or multiple, or some people take these vacations. I don't know what that's all about.
0: Yeah, I know. God, a guest is bro. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh man but uh yeah we'll be out there uh casey matt and i will be we'll be meeting up with the gww guys uh you know having a drink and uh getting to meet each other now that it won't be on uh, a computer screen so that should be a lot of fun so yeah come yep. out sarah i'm high.
1: gonna sarah i'm gonna i'm gonna fedex you uh a shot of tequila so be on the lookout for that okay
2: you know i don't drink right
1: uh I'm gonna exactly. be FedEx you some water. You probably misheard me.
0: Uh- <laughs> you don't got any water. We live in California. God. This
2: is oh, shit. No.
1: <laughs> Actually, Sarah, can you FedEx me some water?
2: <laughs> I know, right? There's a glacier where I live.
1: I'll brag about it.
2: <laughs> I will.
1: You guys are yeah, bragging
2: right. about me and the GWW crew. Jeez. Oh
3: my gosh. Oh boy. Okay, yeah, it's like so... I throwing water away. Okay, oh I got something. Oh much boy. That's, that's... All right, so <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at pacing Pete. You can find us on Cina, on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Um go check us out on iTunes, leave us a review. Uh that would be really appreciative. Um all right. So yeah, we're winding out to the end of the year. We will be back again next week. To talk about the winter finales of our favorite shows. So it should be a lot of fun. Um, that is going to do it and for now. What's that?
2: It's gonna be. I'm going to be very emotional next week, guys. Just yeah. prepare yourselves.
0: Fair <laughs> warning for, for Sarah here. Well, I'm going to take a vacation next week. <laughs> <just> gonna... <laughs> oh, boy.
3: Um, all right. So that is going to do it. Uh, until next time, you have a DVR. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, 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 bye. Bye. Facebook.
2: You're
1: welcome. Guys, we are killing it with these outros.
0: Yeah, we are. We're <laughs> so good at our well, I almost said jobs, but at our non at our hobbies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what?